coming to you live from a fogged out apartment somewhere in the United States. It's the TH Cinema Podcast. Welcome everybody to the DH Cinema Podcast. My name is Dan, and with me as always is the Billy Madison to my Bobby Boucher. <laughs> the basketball shorts to my Adam Sandler. What are you doing here waiting for Gangnam style? <laughs> Snort. <laughs> hello. Silent John. Well, hello, guys. And Frank couldn't be here today. So we just finished smoking marijuana. <laughs> Very proper, yes. Resounding, yes. Indeed. And today we are going to be continuing down our Hall of Honors with Jonathan's nominee. Yes, guys, it is with great honor that I, I bring to you my inductee into the Hall of Honors. Dan Michael Keaton was fantastic. Snort. Emma Watson was brilliant, but we're going to go a different route today, because today we're going to go on 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler. <laughs> I think that there's no better person to be our third nominee into the Hall of Honors than Mr. Sandler. Mr. Sandler himself has had a very, very storied career with many peaks and valleys, so to say, and as with all of our honorees, like now he's doing things that are actually being recognized for the greatness that he possess. Yeah, you know, it's it's wild because Adam Sandler definitely has like a reputation for being a guy who's not maybe everybody's cup of tea. But on the counter note, if you took like maybe, I don't know, four of his serious films and that's the only slice of Sandler that ever existed, is it wrong of me to think that maybe people never, never would have disrespected this man? He is somebody who... When he wants to do a fantastic job, he excels, but at the same time has such a luxurious lifestyle of getting paid to hang out with your friends, to going to these tropical places and being able to take your family. And and that's that's who Adam Sandler is. And you know what? He's just a fantastic guy. He has capitalized on Hollywood success in a way that I think is absolutely perfect and he's a man that uh, nobody really can say anything bad about he is such a charitable human being and i think we're hopefully cracking the shell of sandler's rise to the top finally yeah when i was uh, going through the sandler filmography today doing research for the episode i was looking at the grown-ups movies right <laughs> because as you said like sandler got a lot of like flack over the fact that he was doing these grown-ups movies so him and his buddies could go take little vacations and the movies were just kind of mediocre. And while I was going through his filmography, I was looking at like the dates and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually more of a testament to Adam Sandler's good-naturedness because it's not like Spade's out there doing a lot in 2012. You know what I mean? No, no. Spade, David Spade's not getting work. Kevin James really ain't getting a bunch of work. He's literally like helping his buddies out and giving them roles, not just they're going on vacation, you know what I mean? Well, and it's like that for pretty much his whole kind of crew. I mean, 
he he's one of those guys who who brings along the same people with him because he he cares for him and if that's his way of providing for his friends then by all means you guys are invited every single time and how could you not just admire that yeah but i see it as less of like an entourage situation like oh these are my guys and i'm helping out and more like yeah my buddies really don't have anything else going on they really need a hand right now but once again, he's sticking his neck out for for people that he you know cares about. And I, me personally, I respect that. And and honestly, a big reason why I picked Fifty First Dates today is I'm trying my hardest to sway Snort into the wave of Sandler. She, uh, I, th- I think we were talking earlier. You've seen like maybe what four Adam Sandler movies? Yeah, I was looking through his IMDb page also. And, yeah, I think I've only seen, like, four Adam Sandler movies. I have not seen that many at all. Like, she hasn't seen any any of the classics. Yeah, well, I mean, specifically even this one tonight she's never seen. And this is Adam Sandler at his full-on sweetest. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you, you get a lot of the same Adam Sandler tropes in this movie where he's a ladies' man. You know, that's kind of his thing in a lot of his movies. But this is a way where they kind of take that idea and, and really do make it endearing and give him... Honestly, kind of a beautiful character arc, especially the time of this coming out was not a typical thing for Adam Sandler. And, I mean, Snorri, you're a Drew Barrymore fan, so maybe this will, I don't know, persuade you (laughs) a little bit more. No, I'm excited to watch this. I do feel like this is probably, like, if there was an Adam Sandler movie that I'm going to like a lot, it's probably this one. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think the old, I've seen, okay, I've seen Big Daddy, and that's like a classic. Of course. I have seen Grown Ups. Uh, I've seen Uncut Gems. And I can't remember the other one, but <laughs> there's another one in there. So you, you've dipped your toes here and there. You've got at least a little bit of everything in your small sample size. Yeah, yeah. You had the Sandler sampler. <laughs> you could say. <laughs> but now it's time for a little bit more Sandler. Because you're about to get the full Sandler lowdown on this pre-show because i've seen every face of sandler through his career i've been following along with the sandler i was a a, growing up you know the weird al kid 13 years old jewish of course the hanukkah song the hanukkah song (laughs) special place it's it literally plays in the household you know what i mean right it's it's a christmas carol to my people well and you can't forget eight crazy nights come on so sandler i'm a big snl guy sandler coming off of snl the movies that he made were very good, but very juvenile when he first started doing films. Right, right. It's a very specific style of comedy that not everybody loves. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, those movies were some of the best, most quotable movies for 13-year-olds. A hundred percent. I was just telling her earlier, to me, I, I view those movies as comedy classics because I, some of those quotes still hold up in my life today. <laughs> But after that, we saw, like, the first glimpse of Adam Sandler's heart in the first, like, rom-com he did with Drew Barrymore, which was The Wedding Singer. Right, yeah. And that movie I fucking loved. Like, I had the soundtrack to that movie on CD that I bought at the Walmart. And this is where, like, Sandler kind of really started just, like, Sandler and Drew Barrymore became that, that pairing. Like, they kept popping up, and when you saw Sandler and things without Drew Barrymore, it's like, it didn't work as well, and vice versa. And then you got The Waterboy, which I want to say is his last, like, great movie. 
before things started dropping off a little bit. Because I know you're a big Punch Drunk Love fan, John. Oh, of course. It's um, fantastic. But honestly, it's not my cup of tea at all. And that's okay. It It is, I don't know. I, I'm biased because I absolutely love it. But I can see why people don't like it. And it is just kind of like, I don't know, kind of chaotic in a weird way. But it's it's Sandler kind of coming unglued. And it, you kind of see him in a vulnerable position that when I saw that movie was, I think, the first time I saw him kind of break away from the goofy Adam Sandler. And I was like, okay, holy shit. And the fact that Paul Thomas Anderson wrote that movie for Adam Sandler means that he saw something in Adam Sandler before most other people did. So kind of thanks to him to help give Adam Sandler a bit of a more dramatic push, I guess. See, I just felt like Punch Drunk Love was a little bit too much of an overcorrection for Sandler. Like he really just like left the comedy out the window on this one. Like we're not even touching on it. Do you feel like he's just somebody who has to, even in those roles, he needs a little bit of comedy? Oh, yeah. Well, I think that something like uh, Click, yeah. that's probably one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies, honestly. It's so beautiful and so heartfelt, and there's a lot of stuff about loss and grieving. It's very deep for an Adam Sandler movie, and it perfectly mixes that comedy and that drama side. Yeah, that movie, honestly, is goofy as shit at times. And, hey, you get some more Christopher Walken in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And after doing a little bit of comedy, a little bit of drama, a little bit of dramedy here and there, we have kind of a Michael Keaton, Jack Frost kind of drop off with all of his genres at the same time somehow, because he did the Zohan, which is hard to fucking watch. You know, the the crazy thing is I know a few people who actually love that movie. (laughs) And it, it would be the kind of people you expect. Yeah. Uh, he did The Rain Over Me, which was way too... It, it felt like they were trying way too fucking hard See, in that, that one. That's one I haven't seen. Yeah, it's not worth it. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, because the, the films you're starting to bring up, Dan, is the time that I took a break from Adam Sandler. Yeah, and that, that's the time I think Adam Sandler just took a break from everything at that point. Because I have a feeling this list is going to culminate, culminate to uh, Jack and Jill at some point. Yeah, we've got uh, Funny People, which, ooh, again, a bad attempt at a drama. It was a, a good try. <laughs> and then Jack and Jill. But, you know, even with such a stinker as Jack and Jill, Adam Sandler is the kind of guy that I, I can forgive. Because, honestly, at this point in time, too, what actor doesn't have a stinker? Uh, so many people have them in the back catalog, but they end up shaking it off and doing great work throughout the years. And then you don't even hear about those movies anymore. I, d- I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure Al Pacino still has some PTSD from fucking Jack and Jill. But that's the thing. He's fucking Pacino, man. People can put that aside. Yeah, but he can. You know he's waking up in a cold sweat at night. No. Have you seen Pacino recently? He's dancing down sidewalks nowadays. He's living his life. He's got that Jack and Jill money, man. <laughs> I didn't realize Al Pacino and uh, Adam Sandler were in a movie together. That's the kind of pull Sandman has. Wow. Pacino, you want to just not give a shit and have fun for like an hour and a half? Well, yeah. Maybe this was another situation where he heard Al was going through some rough times and he was like, Pacino, come on over. Do a movie where I play me and my fucking sister. (laughs) Forgive and forget, guys. This movie didn't hurt anybody. It's just a thing that exists. And you know what? I guarantee there's a specific audience out there that's like, oh, Jack and Jill, you've never seen it? It's a masterpiece. We're just not those people. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that's when Sandler started getting into the Hotel Transylvania, a little bit of voice work, doing the grown-ups movies, kind of like just like he's on easy mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's getting paid to just honestly have fun with his friends and family. And once again, I mean, you haven't made at that point. If if people are just throwing money at you saying, hey, where do you want to film? Hawaii. Okay, yeah, here's a plane. Take everybody. Make whatever the fuck you want. That's how we got that Netflix money. <laughs> Yeah, but I think we need to give a little more credit to grown-ups because it may not be, like, our kind of movie and stuff, but people fucking love those movies. Honestly, like, yeah. Those movies, I feel like, made a lot of money. Like <laughs> They made, like, a second one, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, but people like Jack and Jill also, but that doesn't stand for Not like the grown-up movies. People really like those movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you've got a little bit more of Sandler just doing shit to help out his friends again because you've got the Netflix deal. He's doing the Sandy Wexlers and the 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 fucking rom com where he goes to Hawaii again, and, like the murder mystery movies with fucking Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, and just pulling in fucking Kevin James all over the place. He did a Halloween Netflix movie like two years ago. <laughs> he could just do whatever he wants. But but see, this is the thing: is all these movies you're talking about? I mean, they're all over the place. They're not great, but. I at one point the past couple of years I had this realization that just Adam Sandler has just been there for every aspect of my life. Between growing up with Happy Gilmore, that was probably my first favorite Adam Sandler movie. I spent summers of my life watching Big Daddy on repeat, like legitimately with a friend. It was the most quotable movie of my life. Fifty First Dates is another movie that I spent a whole entire summer watching it every day. Adam Sandler was kind of like my Saturday morning cartoons in a sense. Like, it's a weird thing to say, but I, he helped mold me, I guess, through his filmography growing up. He's your comfort guy? Yeah, he is. He, he really is. So the fact that he's transforming into more of a dramatic actor nowadays is something that I guess I'm growing up and just becoming proud. Even though I was a kid when Adam Sandler was clearly an adult, I still feel, feel like a proud dad. <laughs> in this point in time you got to see him grow and mature yes yes i i'm around for his dramatic turn at the perfect point in my life i guess who knew you had such a deep love for adam sandler yeah. like i knew you loved him but this is like <laughs> intense yeah i there's just something about him and i just Maybe this is why I want to push my love for Sandler so much, because he does deserve recognition. And I think he's going to be one of those people who is never going to get nominated for a role that he's done at the Oscars, but they're going to give him, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award, like, 15, 20 years down the road. Like, when it's just like, no, he has such such meaty roles that you could have at least nominated him for, and now you're going to try to be like, oh, well, we just didn't recognize him back in the day. No. Watch Punch Drunk Love. Sorry, Dan. Watch Uncut Gems. Watch fucking Hustle on Netflix. This dude is breaking free from his goofy Adam Sandler self and becoming a fucking acting force. And I'm I'm going to start that train right now, David. Yeah, well, I think that in his early career, what he was missing was the maturity of being able to pull off a dramatic role. Like, that might... To me, that's why Punch Drunk Love doesn't really, like, work. That's why Rain Over Me doesn't work, because... He as a person hasn't been through trials, tribulations, yada, 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 to build off of. But that's why Uncut Gems hustle works so well is because you've got that older, mature Sandler that's been through some shit. I mean, he had to fucking shoot Sandy Wexler. (laughs) Well, and honestly, I mean, you think he's probably maybe one of the more criticized, you know, Hollywood movie stars. I mean, he gets shit on a lot and he kind of just takes it on the chin and 
doesn't care. He keeps doing what he wants to do. Keeps wearing those fucking basketball shorts. I don't give a fuck what anybody <laughs> says. Yeah, I, I, it's something that I, I'm happy I'm coming to terms with, my, my love for Adam Sandler. And I just want to spread it to the two of you. I, I really hope that today specifically, Snort, I can get you on the Adam Sandler train. Dan, I know you're already there. I know this is going to be hopefully a fun rewatch for, for you as well. I, I just I don't know. I'm happy to give this movie a rewatch myself. It it's been it's been a long time, but I do think it's a good a good trial for Sandler doing kind of what you were wanting, Dan. A little bit of drama, a little bit of comedy, and just hanging out with his friends. Yeah, Sandler does that very well. He's got a good little slate of comedy drama movies like Mr. Deeds, Big Daddy, that kind of are in their own little genre because it's not a typical comedy. It's got a lot more heart in it. And Fifty First Dates is definitely in that same that same boat yeah and honestly you have a pretty fun cast here i mean a wild sean astin shows up the guy who voices slinky dog in toy story is in this movie that's a fun <laughs> fact for you <laughs> that's random <laughs> figured you'd appreciate it <laughs> yeah you also get a little bit of rob schneider doing a little bit of rob schneider which uh, you know what he he sucks i don't care for him hey, you snore you're not gonna like him in this movie i'll tell you that right now he's the worst thing Oh, great. Yeah, very annoying, as I'm sure Rob Schneider is in fucking real life. Just a garbage human, and you know what? We're going to pay no mind to him. We're going to try to get past the, the Schneider of this. No. Schneider. Ugh. But hey, Drew Barrymore. But hey, Drew Barrymore, <laughs> and it's sweet, and it's a good rom-com, and those two work very well together. And it's got a little uh, Groundhog Day vibe to it. Just, just a teensy bit, I guess. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun watch. Well, are you guys... Dolled up for the start of our 51st dates. Yeah, I'm ready to go to Hawaii. <laughs> Get your tropical shirts. Got a plane to catch. Let's go. And now, our feature presentation. I found the movie Snort and John brought the spamming peanut butter cups, and we're back. <laughs> And we just watched Fifty First Dates. Oh man, I'm I'm exhausted, guys. After like the thirtieth one, I was I was a little winded. Well, Snort, as this is being your first time viewing the Fifty First Dates, and Sandler being the sweet Sandler in this movie, let's start on that side of the couch. Like, where are you at with this one? I thought this movie was really cute. I thought it was a good movie. Uh. It made me think a lot because I was like, wow, like this is crazy to think about. If this really happened, you know, like, I don't know. It was a cute movie. I liked all the animals a lot. Yeah, there's some suspension of disbelief. Uh, we'll talk about real life scenarios a little bit later towards the back end of this episode. But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll keep it within the four walls of the movie right. to, to start things. And I agree with you. This movie's super sweet. Even in today's eyes, there's a couple of things that are a little sus, mostly the Schneider. I mean, 2004, we, we ran into this kind of thing with multiplicity. It's just sign of the times, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to kind of turn a blind eye to it. Schneider in full, you know, racial makeup is not an okay thing. And I completely forgot he was in the movie as much as he was. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like here and there. But he was definitely a major player in this thing. And yeah. Well, even like... 
all of like the cringiness aside, like his character just sucked. Like I don't like him. Uh, yeah, there's honestly no point to him being in this movie. That's that's the one like spot I wish we could erase and this movie would be perfect. But as we said in the beginning, Dan, he, he was Sailor's friend. Probably wasn't getting a lot of roles. <laughs> hey buddy. Sandler's just doing him a solid. Good yeah. guy Sandler. As unfortunate as it is in this instance. Yeah, and this movie's a lot of good guys, Sandler, because you've got Henry, who is a veterinarian at the aquarium, which is probably the most adorable little job that somebody can have. And then you get to integrate all, like, there's a fucking walrus in this movie. The walrus had a role as big as Rob Schneider. It's a little penguin. Yeah, that was a fun surprise. I had no idea he was a vet, so, yeah, that was cute. And all the animals that, that they got in this movie all, like, had their own little personality to them. And it was it was kind of nice to see the interaction between Sailor and the animals. And just another thing to get paid to do. Yeah, I'll do a movie where I'm a vet searching for walruses. Hell yeah. In goddamn Hawaii. <laughs> and Adam Sandler, inexplicably as it is, he is the Lothario at the beginning of this movie. He's kind of just like bagging tourists left and right, not really giving a fuck, making up side stories. He's kind of a kind of a shitty person at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, he he's a shysty one, and you know what? He's he's got this this system, I guess, that works for him. And I'm glad that we break away from that part of Sandler early on. But it does put it in perspective a little bit later when he is talking to the girl that he picks up, and he's like, "There's no alcohol in my drink," and you're like, "Oh, this fucking asshole!" Yeah. But then he's like, "There's no alcohol in your drink either." So he's not really as bad a guy as he is because even that after that she's like, "Do you still want to go do this thing?" Like yeah. I'm on vacation. <laughs> it's it's not like he's getting these ladies drunk and taking advantage of them. He's doing something they want to do. Also, he's not you know manipulating them more than you know pretending to be a secret agent and jumping on a jet ski to get away <laughs> from them. He's at least scaling back the a holeness about what he's doing. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot of that in this, because if you look at the situation that he's in with Lucy, with the memory thing, it's kind of like he's gaslighting her, but in the sweetest fucking possible way. Yeah, I will say this this was my first watch with adult eyes. And in a sense, I, this movie is endearing, and I love it so much. But it kind of could be a horror movie in a way. He is kind of doing some questionable things. Not, like, in a bad light, but the moral question of it all. <laughs> I'm not saying morally he's stalking her in any sense, but it's definitely stalker-adjacent for a while, since she doesn't know who the fuck this guy is. And he's very persistent. He doesn't give up, even when everybody says, hey, hey, no, 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 cut it out. Oh, yeah, 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 next day. Oh, I'm tied up in, in the back of my car, hoping she'll find me. Well, it just kind of, like, the dad says at some point is, like, What's in it for him, you know? Like, at the very beginning, like, yeah, no, that makes it creepy. But, again, with the most wholesome intentions. It's not a series of manipulations. It's a series of meet-cutes that he's setting up. Well, and what I appreciate it, and, and what I noticed this go-around watching this, is Drew Barrymore's character, even though she's getting duped, she's kind of a badass in this. Like, she takes control of so many situations, because you get the whole, like, Almost like day after day little montage of him just getting turned down. Like, oh, she can't speak English. Oh, you're touching my food. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, I've got a baseball bat in my fucking trunk. And I'm just going to bash the fuck out of Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, God. Wouldn't we all love to just do that one day? 
probably the most satisfying scene in the entire movie. <laughs> Watching Rob Schneider get his ass kicked. It was instant satisfaction. And Drew Barrymore in this movie, she's just fucking adorable. I love everything about her, her character, everything, just perfect. I thought during this movie, like, multiple times, there's no one better to play someone with, like, short-term memory loss than <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Like, she's perfect <laughs> for it. That's such a specific yeah, thing to point there, somebody to. <laughs> there's no one that I think could do it better. It's like some people have, like, you know, the RBF, the resting bitch face. Oh, okay, yeah. She's yeah. got just, like, resting airhead vibes. It's like Dory vibes, yeah. <laughs> That is brilliant. <laughs> well, and uh, honestly, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I do think, especially in this movie, a large part of that is just the the feng shui she has with the Sandman. I really love their connection in this movie. I think they kind of bring out the best in each other. Like, the scene where he pretends to shock himself, and she <laughs> just screams, and she just matches it perfectly. And then gets one over on him. It's just, it's perfect. Yeah, they definitely match vibes very, very quickly and very easily. And I did love that, you know, some days it just didn't work out for him. Like the same thing that worked the day before didn't. It was a nice way to kind of ground it and not make it too, like, I guess, cheesy, over the top. Like most of these 2000 rom-coms end up being. Yeah, but something that is cheesy and over the fucking top in this movie is Sean goddamn Aston. <laughs> You know, I really didn't like him what? in this. Yeah. Oh, Doug is one of the best parts in this fucking movie. <laughs> he's such a meathead, but at the same time, he's also like, he means well. He's a sweetheart. He just annoyed me. I was just kind of over him. He, he was too much. <laughs> but he produced such a wonderful bang within the confines of where we watch this movie. When he fell from the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> True. Yeah, there was a moment when he was hanging from the chandelier. When he fell, my downstairs neighbors were banging against the wall. So, And it lined up perfectly as he hit the downstairs. <laughs> so it's kind of like he fell through the TV. It was a very magical moment. A very immersive moment. <laughs> it was like our own 4D theater. Wow. Wow. <coughs> well. Wow. Oh, she got it. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm still just sad you didn't like Doug. <laughs> I, I understand, but dang it. Yeah, and the whole family, Marlon, and like everybody coming together with Adam Sandler to 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 figure out a new plan to help her get over this memory thing. I liked seeing the interactions between her family that were trying to protect her and Adam Sandler, who creepiest way possible, but had the best intentions. Well, and I feel like they had a very realistic reaction to it all. They were 100% apprehensive at first. Okay, like, hold on. You're definitely trying to take advantage of the situation. You're just trying to sleep with her. But once they, they let him in, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't let him out, you know? They had to let him do his thing. Can we just talk about, though, how her family, like, had to recreate the same exact day for, like, over a year and stuff? Like, they had to do the exact same, and it's on somebody's fucking birthday. Like, it's it's the most, like, not casual day to have to redo. You can literally never go out to eat on that day. Yeah. Because you will get the fucking birthday song from oh. the servers. Because you know Drew Barrymore's character is the type that will tell. Oh, for sure. Uh, she would jump up and sing along with the staff. 
But dang, could you imagine? Like, yeah, it's like Groundhog's Day for them, too. Yeah, they're stuck in this same world with her as well, where they can't, like, you know, they can't go out on their fishing expeditions or anything like that, you know? Her brother can't just inexplicably move out of the house, and Adam Sandler brings that up. Like, what are you going to do 10 years from now when she looks in the mirror and she looks like somebody completely different? Yeah, and it really is like an ultimate sacrifice that they willingly make because as you see later on in the movie, they do have the option to put her like in an institute where she's in the hands of doctors who can help make the, the process easier for her and yet they still choose to have a freezer full of pineapples, have a closet full of newspapers for this specific day. Like, I don't know, it it kind of kind of gets me a little bit. I, I find that very sweet in this movie. Gosh, can you imagine like... Or waking up now, today, and, like, everybody's just got cell phones at the restaurant that she goes to in the morning. <laughs> I don't think she could compute that. It does not work for her. And there are some very real-world implications about what's going on with this and with her condition and as time passes. Like, she's going to wake up one day, and in the video, there's going to be 9-11. Oh, yeah. Like, every day waking up and being pregnant... Or waking up and finding out you already have a kid. Like, that's the craziest thing. Well, like, I'm thinking that nine months of the pregnancy of her waking up and just having something. You know what I mean? Like, the belly, like, it wasn't there just last night. Gradually getting bigger day after day. Oh, God. That is that is a nightmare. I do not like that. See, and that's where you raise the questions. Ethically, was this the right thing to do? Should we have brought a kid into this world with a mom who could forget the kid every single day. I mean, they made it work. Yeah, and you get the happy ending, but... Well, I think she started to remember him. Like, maybe she's her memory was, like, getting better and stuff like that. You know, that's why she wasn't, like, as freaked out when she found out she had a kid and she's able to be on a boat now, you know? Like, yeah. Maybe she's better. Well, and having her father there definitely probably helps men that if shit gets crazy like no 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 I'm not just some random dude on a boat you're your dad he's right here I didn't just kidnap you and make you my wife like this is a fucking Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn movie exactly that's a really old callback <laughs> can we also talk about the nice people at the cafe oh the nice people at the oh. cafe were the sweetest they put up yeah. with Rob Schneider they put up with a lot it looked like yeah they put up with a lot of shit but like I, I like that you just see them kind of being, like, sweet to them and, like, looking out for her. And then later on, that's when you find out, like, there was a familial kind of connection between the the lady who ran the place. Uh, and how she knew uh, Drew Barrymore's yeah. uh, mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They just seem so nice. I'd like to go to that cafe. <laughs> yeah, the whole setting, just being in Hawaii, just fucking gorgeous, gorgeous shots, great locations. I mean, they're on an island that has a designated spam truck. Can we? I mean, how brilliant is that? Spam on the go. So convenient. <laughs> Was tonight are everybody in this room's first spam trial? Yeah, yeah. This was the first time that I've uh, spammed myself. Uh, not my first time, but first time in a very, very long time. Few and far between on the spams? Yes. Can we have just like a mid movie review break and review the spam for a second what what was your thoughts tasted like shitty bologna yeah very salty yeah very very salty i don't know if it's that or all the sweets but my tummy kind of hurts right now <laughs> so 
We'll just we'll blame the spam. Yeah, spam and edibles <laughs> don't mix too well. And that was our spam review. Back to fifty first dates. Yeah, and in the end, they do you know find this plan and make it work for. Her. She does do a little uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind on Adam Sandler for a while. The whole just trying to oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna erase you, just pretend like you never happened, man. That that honestly, that was a tough scene. The same man having to just kind of sit there and endure it, knowing. Knowing that she's walking away from him, oh, crushed me. Yeah, that's what sucks. Is like it's an easy kind of breakup for her because the next day she just won't know. But he has to like deal with it, you know. Like she shows up places and doesn't know really who he is, and she sees him walk by and all that, you know. Yeah, and he's got to deal with the fact that he does not even exist in her mind, let alone like I'm sad that I'm not with her anymore. And it's tough because I definitely feel bad for him, but it's also one of those things you have to think about before you dive into a situation like this. Like, oh, things don't work out. I'm always going to care about her, but then I'm nothing to her. Like, it was bound to maybe happen at some point, you know? Yeah, but it did lead to one of the best scenes in the fucking movie, which is Adam Sandler belting the Beach Boys on the boat, <laughs> screaming his fucking head off. Just what a delight of a scene. And shout out to the dad for being the MVP for really saving the day with the Beach Boys. This might be one of my favorite like uses of a song in a movie. Like this just hits for me cuz I remember loving this when my bowl of ramen noodles watching this as a kid one <laughs> summer. And after Adam Sandler turns the fucking boat around while singing the Beach Boys, he ends up in the fucking institute to go see Lucy and go win her back and Lucy's like, I don't fucking know you, but I got to show you something. And then she takes Adam Sandler into John's second bedroom. Yes, my, <laughs> my shrine. The shrine of Sandler. <laughs> and, like, I know Adam Sandler knows the situation, like, obviously. He's not the one with the memory problem. But even walking into that room, that's got to feel a little creepy. Not for him. I think he's probably, in his current state, he turned the boat around to go find her. He he definitely turned around because he thought that she would remember him and she hit him with a no. But then to walk into that, you at least get something, you know? I'm just saying, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that could cut into a horror trailer yeah, very yeah. easily yeah. with a lot of darker lighting and boom booms and I saw you in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Shots of Sandler. Is that what the boom booms are? <laughs> Yeah, or maybe like the Texas Chainsaw, like the, oh, the, the flash bulbs. <laughs> maybe that was their intention with this movie. Maybe this is a horror. It just it took, you know, twenty years for people to realize. It. But somehow, when you put Adam Sandler in it, it just becomes wholesome and <laughs> loving and sweet and the most adorable fucking thing in the world. The power of the Sandman, and and then he wins Lucy back, and they do the they 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 go to the glaciers and. She has a kid and all the things we talked about earlier. But now in Alaska. But now it's in Alaska. More walruses. Hundred first dates. Sequel coming up. <laughs> they could revisit this nowadays, honestly. I would like a sequel to this movie. I could see a follow-up happening. Anytime Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore can get together, I'm sure that they wouldn't mind. Can we... Petition Netflix? They've got him on the payroll. Can we get a hundred first dates? I just manifest it. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's out there in the ether somewhere. And that's the adorableness that was fifty first dates. 
So I guess what I got to know is we had two signatures to induct Adam Sandler into the Hall of Honors. And we were petitioning hard. We're out there petitioning like people petitioned to the Academy. Did we get your signature, Snort? Uh, sure, why not? (laughs) Yeah, I think he could go in there. It seems like... I, uh... I like Adam Sandler as a person. Like, I've seen him more, like, outside of movies than in movies. Uh, so it's nice to see, like, another movie of his that I think he's pretty good at. And I liked. You know, that's more than I thought I'd get out of you, so I, I can I could take that. You didn't seem super enthusiastic, but you seemed like you enjoyed the ride. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Well, we have a little bit more time to convince you on the Sandler situation. Because next week we're going to be moving out of the Hall of Honors and moving into our next series, The Flavors of Fraser. Ooh la la, sounds tasty. <laughs> We are going to be exploring the storied career of one Mr. Brendan Fraser. And we're going to be kicking that off by doing a little bit of early Fraser work. We're talking post-Encino Man, pre-Mummy stuff. Because we're going to be exploring Airheads. Well, it's easy to know what our snacks next week are going to be, right? (laughs) Popcorn. (laughs) What? (laughs) With airheads, we'll get you airheads, sword. <laughs> yeah, the movie's not about the candy. It's about uh, a rock band in Los Angeles. It has Sandler in it as well. It's early Sandler, like post-Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore-ish. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little closer to, like, insufferable Sandler. That's just a part of it, though. You, you'll get used to it. Don't worry. But most importantly, Mr. Brendan Fraser. I have seen pictures from this movie that he does have a pretty epic wig. Oh, it is glorious (laughs) on so many levels. Dang. Now you're getting me even more hyped to see this. I'm disappointed that I haven't seen this before. I, this is, uh, who's the third guy? Is it Buscemi? Steve fucking Buscemi. Okay. Runner up to the Hall of Honors. I mean, it's just a beautiful trio. I, I am so eager for next week, guys. Oh, Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun ride, but that's going to be next week. So if you want to follow along with the flavors of Fraser, make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at THSMO Podcast. Uh, make sure to go and give us five stars, leave a review on everywhere you can listen to us at. Yeah, and that's going to do it for this week. So if you see... Three people taking a box full of spam and peanut butter cups. But they're really, really high. Come over and say hi. That might just be us. Okay, bye. Bye. Aloha. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah.
do you think that he purposely chooses all these tropical places just to be on a beach full of sand? The Sandman in the sand? Do you think maybe he loses his power if he's too far from the sand? <laughs> what, the power of charm? The power of... The power of love. <laughs> it's the power of love. Well, Huey Lewis in the news. You're... <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a completely different movie. I don't want to see Sandman running around with an axe. <laughs> well, I, I could go for a remake of American Psycho with Adam Sandler. As long as Jared Leto gets killed again, I'm on board. Current Leto. Yes. Oh, that, that, that's, that's John's perfect scene. Adam Sandler murdering current Jared Leto. Whenever I die, don't play any music. Just play that scene on repeat. That's what you're going to see in the movie theater from Clerks when you die. <laughs> It's just me watching that scene. Sandler will be there. Leto's corpse might be laying around somewhere. Who the fuck knows? I still don't get all the hate for Jared Leto. Look, I maybe I am too hard on Jared Leto, but I know what I know. All right. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. But this show's about Adam Sandler. <laughs> Goddamn Sandman. Guess what? We learned that I can do a, uh, who is this? Wow. Oh, fuck. How did I do it? I mean, you were you up <laughs> to it, I think. Oh, dig it. I can't remember how Who to are do you it. going for? I was doing a really good Christopher Walken wow the other day. Wow. 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 That's one I can't. I can't do that one. Oh man, I was doing it really good. See, you. I don't think you can walk in on command. I think it just naturally happens. Yeah. Yeah, you have to like slow your walk in to wow. walk in. Wow. Wow. I do think that now Christopher Walken could be in the same show with Owen Wilson and uh, Jennifer Coolidge, the travel show. Yeah. You do a Jennifer Coolidge wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Everyone tells the same. It's very nasally. Wow. 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 Are we just? Are we? You gotta put a little cat in there. I was gonna say, yeah, are we? Are we kitties? Wow. Kitty cats? Meow. Jennifer Coolidge is just the human cat. I. This sounds weird, but I feel like I can make really good cat noises. So can I. I can do a really good cat. I don't know if I can do it like on command. I might get stage fright, but are we doing a cat off? I mean, we. Ooh. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> That's hard to follow. Ooh, that, that one was good too. Like little tiny kittens. Little kittens on the couch. <laughs> that was not good. I'm nervous. You weren't supposed to upstage <laughs> me from the kick. <laughs> that was a gross cat. That was a cat in heat. That's an angry alley cat. Ooh. That kind of sounds like something that like ate a cat. It's, well, I was going for kittens. Meow. 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 
<laughs> just like a cat outside. Let me in. All right, we gotta we gotta do a podcast. Okay, folk. let's go. Wouldn't it be nice if we would start this? <laughs> that right. was a good one. Are, are we ready to to begin? Yes, yes, yes. Please. Uh, please. Okay. Jeez, oh, shit, we're just getting warmed up, guys. Hey, do you want to you want to get loose before a show? Damn it! I, I forgot the ones that I had worked up for the beginnings. Damn what? it! Um, damn it, Danny. Okay, hold on. Give me like two seconds. 